When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. Jesse Katz here with Dara Gollum. Dara Gollum. Hi, Dara Gollum. Uh, hi, Jesse. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Um, I have to tell you something I think you would appreciate, Ooh. which is that we had a special performance in our office today Ooh. by Alan Menken. <gasps> Composer? Yes. Wow. Of? Of. Like, Little Mermaid, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Whoa. Aladdin, Whoa, which is now on Broadway, and he was doing um, Aladdin songs wow. as part of our Tony series. Fun. Yeah. So he played some Aladdin songs, uh, which was part of his thing. And then he did a funny little thing at the end where he was like, any requests? And then he just started playing Under the Sea. Oh and I God. legit started crying. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Little That's Mermaid. a funny song to cry at. I know. It just, I mean, if it had been part of your world, I would have actually evaporated. It would have been too much. Does he have a beautiful voice? I can't, I don't know. He has him. a very lovely voice, mm -hmm. but it's like, those are his songs. songs yeah. Those are the songs <gasps> of my life. It was Whoa, so Wait, did you say intense. Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Which, which is coming to out theaters. this Friday. Ooh. Do you have plans what to see it? What do you think it? about it? Definitely not. Okay. I definitely don't have plans to see <laughs> but it. But you will see it? I don't really think I will. <gasps> Why? But I don't know. Are you afraid? I'm not a Beauty and the Beast fan. I'm not a huge... I, Whoa. Geez, my head incredulous. just spun around like the exorcist. <laughs> I did see Aladdin on Broadway. I'm not not a Disney fan. The music is amazing, but I'm not like a Disney head. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like you weren't mm -hmm. as a child? Not really. I've seen most of them. This musical has I, a Disney yeah, it's block. A, it's a little bit of like a gulf there. I don't know. Wow. Secrets revealed on yeah. Soul Sisters today. <laughs> this is fascinating. Like I've never seen. I feel like there's ones that I've never seen. Like I've never seen 101 Dalmatians. Whatever. Okay, Who cares about okay. that? But if I got Angela seen... Lansbury in this room... And she's saying Beauty and the Beast to you. You would cry. I would definitely like cry. there were a thousand brandies <laughs> sitting in front of you. <laughs> Never gonna live that down. And I'm okay with that. That's a soul sister to call that. It's totally great. Um, I'm proud of that moment. You should be. Um, emotions are healthy. Emotions are great. No, I um, I would. I I mean the mu music of Beauty and the Beast certainly. The yeah. movie I don't have like a connection to. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. fair. Aladdin, the film I have a connection to. Little Mermaid a little bit. Like Lion King, no. Yeah, you know? right, right, What are right. the other big ones? Someone in my love? office said, well, Alan Menken didn't do the music for Lion King. And I was like, fuck Lion King. And he was like, but Elton John. And I was like, fuck Elton John. He's no wait, Alan Menken. Wait, why like, fuck got Lion really King? really contentious. <laughs> 
why? Because this is really getting into the weeds about my Disney experience growing up, but I was just old enough when Lion King came out where like I wasn't trying to like pretend like I was in the Lion King anymore. I was just like, I'm going to see a Disney movie. This is nice. But it's not like I'm not when obs- I was obsessing. six and saw Little Mermaid and right. I was Ariel Were forever. Six? I think I was six. I think it was 88. Yeah, okay. Jungle anyway. Book. Is. Never saw the cartoon. Oh, the Jungle Disney Book's version. very good. People love that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, okay. and like the music. I like. I don't know the music. Really? Yeah. Louis I mean, Prima. I do now because. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. 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 Anyway, that's a fun day. Yeah, it was a great day. That's a happy day. <laughs> uh huh. Little happy tears. Yeah. So uh, also a happy day because we had Woo! Suzanne Vega oh on the God, podcast. That was so damn cool. Um, I can't speaking even. of songs from your childhood that you feel like you've known forever. <sighs> yeah. Well, our entire life, it wasn't even like a childhood. I feel like it's like it keeps coming back in adulthood right, and almost. Remains, yeah. And remains. Tom uh, Steiner. Tom Steiner. The that song. She sang an acapella for us. Yes. So stay tuned to the end. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. She's lovely. She's so lovely. Singing that acapella, I mean, she's done that in so many different ways. And to sing that acapella, it's, I don't know, something so bold and beautiful about it. Yeah. <laughs> She's badass. Ooh, she has a good soul sister. Yeah. Um, all right, so here you go, guys. Suzanne Vega. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Where are you coming from today? I'm coming from rehearsal. For the Carlisle? For the Carlisle, awesome. yes, which opens tomorrow in the middle of this Yes, we're oh supposed my. to be hitting. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm okay. glad that we... Uh, snagged you before the mm-hmm. blizzard but yeah. um, fingers crossed for tomorrow night. Yeah, what are they yeah. saying about... Are they like on alert... To, or is it just on? Fingers crossed. It's just on. It's just on. It's, yeah, on. it's okay. just like the show must go Do on. It. Okay, great. But you here. know what? I, we've gone to a bunch of shows there, and I feel like so many people in the audience are either staying in the hotel or they're nearby. Staying around. Right. Or yeah. I'm, I'm sure you'll still have a great it's turnout. It's one of our favorite places yeah. to be. Yeah. And yeah. what's a better I love it thing too, yeah. to do on a blizzardy oh. evening oh, than heaven. to go see your show? Ooh. <laughs> I think that's actually great timing, maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we're talking about... Lover Beloved. Yeah. Songs from an Evening with Carson McCullers. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to start, actually. Sure. So can we... Well, okay. But what part of this story do we start at? Because you've had a relationship with this author for decades at this point, right? Yes. For a long time. You yeah. go way back with Way her. back. Yeah. So Carson McCullers, Southern Gothic author. Yes. I, is it true that you started reading her when you were... I was a teenager. Okay. Yeah, I was 15. And fell in love. Yeah, I fell in love with her uh, writing then. Uh, there was a short story called Sucker, which I really enjoyed. Um, it didn't occur to me to look anything else up, uh, but it stuck with me. Um, at the time, I had assumed it was written by a man. I thought Carson McCullers must be a man. Mm-hmm. And the lead character of that uh, story is male. So uh, I didn't really think about it again until I suddenly saw her biography which came out in the late 70s. And when I saw the cover, I thought, oh, that's Carson McCullers. <laughs> and I was very surprised to see that she's, she was female. Isn't um, it wonderful, though, the yeah. things that you don't know when you aren't able to check the internet? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking. It's yes, kind of a magic it was a, thing <laughs> that we've lost, <laughs> yep. you know. In a yes, way. it was a world. Things were revealed much more slowly mm-hmm. back then. Right, exactly. So it really was kind of a magical thing to see her face for the first right. time yeah. on the cover of this book. And so mm-hmm. that made an impression. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I didn't really kind of get to start digging around in her character until I was at college. And I was taking an acting class. And we were given an assignment by my teacher 
to come in the next day dressed as someone in the arts who was no longer alive and be ready to answer questions as though you were on television. Mm -hmm. So I bought that biography, and I read the whole thing. It was a big, fat book like this, like a phone book, and uh, read it, found a costume, and came in dressed and ready to answer questions. And it became very... Uh, her world that she inhabited kind of took over for a little while back then, and that uh -huh. became my, my thesis in school. Nice. And that's another thing that I think was probably beautifully enhanced by the fact that you couldn't find videos of her. Not to sound like a weird millennial, like I don't no, usually no, do this, where I'm like, but the internet. But that's also awesome that you had to... Invent it, totally. Yeah, just like take from her text what you imagined her, her interior and her world was. Well, her photographs, mostly, because I right. had been trained as a dancer okay. uh, through all of my teens. So she has very distinctive body language, very, uh -huh. very tall and very thin and uh -huh. smoking constantly and all of her photographs, very angular, kind of peculiar way of um, looking. Uh -huh. And so I imagined what it was like to be hugely tall and then to be stooped over and to be very shy yeah. and then to use her hands the way she seemed to use her hands. Uh -huh. I want to pick your brain about something that I was thinking about recently. And when I was reading about you and your relationship with her, it seemed really relevant to me. This idea of writing from a voice of someone who is other than you mm -hmm. and that it's a very complicated matter mm -hmm. um, like a very simple example of this that is controversial is say when you have um, like a room full of men who are writing characters for tv that are female you right, know. right. I, this has been an issue in the news lately. Yeah, I you know, know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it, but it's interesting then to think about a, a woman author who is writing in the voice of a man right. and 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 there's some there's something beautiful and complex and illuminating about that. But, you know, it, it can really cut either way. And mm -hmm. as a, a songwriter, you certainly do that as well. I've done that many know? times. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's like when. I mean, to a certain extent, as an artist, that's the whole point, right, is empathizing with the human condition, yeah. which is not necessarily defined by your gender, or your mm -hmm. color. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like you don't want to say it, it, that your experience living in that skin or that gender isn't important. Yeah. You know? yeah. You're saying the risk yeah. of it coming off in a certain way that... Yeah, like appropriate. Right. I don't know. Right. It's so complicated. It is complicated. I mean, her first novel, which she started, I guess, when she was 19, uh -huh. she has five characters. Uh, one is a deaf mute. Uh, one is a young girl, yeah. a young white girl in the South. Uh, one of her most distinctive characters, I think, is the black doctor. He's kind of a middle-class black man uh -huh. who's very angry and very articulate. And I think she did a great job with that character. I think he's really believable. You see him and feel him, uh, and he's he's very clear in yeah. his feelings and his beliefs, um, which was one of the reasons I think that, that book was, was such a success. Yeah. Uh, but I do wonder whether... Nowadays, she would be criticized for right. You know, of course, I mean, for, and I think for that, daring yeah. to assume that she knew. Right. Uh, but yeah. I think it was based on someone that she knew in her town, um, and right. she just kind of was able to kind of get into his voice and into his mind and mm -hmm. and have him express himself on the page. Sure. I mean, I think the criticism is probably valid, but I also think the art is also valid. I think you it's know? how it's done. Right. I mean, right. I think yeah. it really is how it's done. You mm -hmm. can, uh, and she was criticized later on in life for for being anti-Semitic. Mm -hmm. uh, which she was not at all. I mean, that was mm -hmm. not her intention at right, all. Right, but in right. some ways, she reflected the times that she lived in. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, it, some of the things, I think, if we look back on her work now, uh, there might be some jarring moments, even though I think she was so far ahead of her time, right. of her own time. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the last line of Carson's Last Supper is, um, the love of my life is humanity, which I think is I kind believe of, that was true for her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- that's kind of the key ingredient, I think, to being able to do that, to put yourself mm-hmm. in someone else's shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there's tapping into the humanity. Yeah. That it should I be universal her, on a certain level. Yeah, yeah. that was her, her credo was really universal love and agape love. And she talked about that in her writings. Um, and it comes out a lot in the play that I've written, right. which is actually going to have its world premiere on Valentine's Day of 2018. Oh, really? Wow, where? At the Alley Theater in Houston, Texas. Oh, amazing. So I'm very excited. That's to, great. Uh, yes. So you basically that. put monologues with the music that, more music that's than that's even on the record. Yes. I have a backlog of songs that I've been writing on and off uh, since, since way back then. Okay. So there'll probably be about 16 songs in the play. And it's, it's meant to be a play. It's not just monologues, but sort of the arc of her life. It, the first act takes place in 1941, where her, uh, her first book had, was just published to great acclaim. Her second book has just come out to terrible reviews. Mm. So she's giving a speech at something similar to the 92nd Street Y mm. um, in New York, and she's trying to explain, um, you know, w- what's gone on in her life since her huge success and then this terrible reviews for her second book. Uh, the second act takes place in 1967 at the same venue. Okay. And this is a month or two before she dies. So oh. you get you get the whole arc wow. of her whole life. Uh, and then these songs get are, are in there to illuminate what's going on in the moment. Wow. Well, I thought this was a, a, an interesting place to start with you because it feels so similar. It feels almost like a meta kind of uh, place of your journey almost. And I wonder how long. It's kind of interesting. You know, I, I mean, hadn't thought of it, but you're kind of right. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, I you're started described... this before I had my first record deal. So right. I right. mean, mm-hmm. and how long? Like in the process when you were um, creating this role and exploring her in theater, what? Where were you in your songwriting and poetry writing? How much was her, you know, sensibility influencing your writing at that at, at that early age? Um, it would be pretty unconscious. I mean, I read a lot. It's not like I was only reading Carson McCullers. I read and read and read and read. Right. And I sort of go wherever my imagination takes me. Uh, but I do believe her, uh, what would you call it? Not her, her credo or her, um, her ideology. You know, uh, that's something. The reason I think she writes so truthfully is because I also believe in universal love uh, in my writing and my songwriting right you know which not everybody does some people it's all about the erotic or you know obviously when you turn on the radio 98 percent of what you hear is about sex and you know and that's fine too but that's not particular you know I'm not always going to write about that Uh or if I do I write about it in my own (laughs) unique way right Right. There's a lot of ways to describe the artist that you are and one of the you know you're a singer a songwriter a storyteller a laid-back troubadour, I've heard. And then, Not so and, laid-back for those who know me. <laughs> and one, and a, and a phrase, the town crier for alienated souls the world mm. over. Mm. Now that's about Carson. Yeah. But I feel like that's similar to you as well. So there's this nice mixture. Of it's a mixture, yeah. I mean, I love her work, and I think uh, she's definitely had her influences over the years. Yeah, to be sure. Um, can we talk about April 1st? 
being the 30th anniversary of Solitude Oh, standing. yeah, sure. Oh, my how, gosh. Do, how do you feel about that milestone? I feel fine. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel good. I mean... <laughs> Um, is it a big a, record? What the, the hell breakout, happened? The break to was it? The, is it the breakout or is it? I mean, it's number two. Your your second, second record. Album. Yeah. Was this considered the breakout? Of yes, it right? was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the first well, one was very well received. Right. It was well received, but more than that, it sold a million copies <laughs> all around the world. Right, that uh, is it sold <laughs> seventeen thousand copies the first week it was released. Screw so the critics. I was, I was, I was amazed. My debut album. Amazing. which I remembered because. I knew that A and M Records had uh, thought they were going to sell thirty thousand, so they told me, "Oh, it sold seventeen thousand the first week," and I thought, "Oh, great, we're halfway there," you know, <laughs> and it's only been out yeah. a week. What a difference! So, um, wow, yeah. What do you credit that very to? Yeah. I had been working my Work. rear end yeah, off say it. Uh, <laughs> <I worked. laughs> um, for years. So yeah. by the time it came out, uh, I think there had been a buzz. I had yeah. done some touring. Mm-hmm. I done a lot of uh, work at like Folk City learning how to perform mm-hmm. and um, so there were there were people talking about it um, yeah so that's you never you never actually know I mean it's people pretend people in marketing and stuff pretend that they know but you don't really right. know they want to what it is the reason they have jobs <laughs> yes you just want to uh, you it's just something that kind of happens in yeah. the moment did you so. know with Luca no I had no hit? idea no uh, no, I wrote it, and interestingly enough, when I wrote it, it was not a popular song when I sang it myself on the guitar. It was something that some people couldn't figure out what it was about, and when they did find out what it was about, it made a lot of people uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, was not something I got requests for, um, like Gypsy. Gypsy is a nice song <laughs> with a chorus. You know, it's a love song, and most people wanted to hear that. Uh-huh. Um, so when my manager said to me, I think that song could be a hit. I really thought he You're was crazy. being a little yeah. crazy. <laughs> and we talked about what he said, is this about child abuse? And I said, it is. And he said, I really think that song could be a hit and we need more songs about social issues mm. because songs in the 80s are about nothing. And you know, so we had this big discussion about it. And I said, okay, you have my, my permission to do whatever you want mm-hmm. on the, on the uh, production as long as we don't change the... The words, yeah, and um, to my surprise, I mean, they worked for two years on the production. So people who say it was a fluke, it's not exactly true because they worked so hard to make it radio friendly. Wow, um, two years, wow. Uh, arranging much- it and making sure the guitar solo was right and mm-hmm. making sure the vocal really cut and making sure this and that and the how involved were you in that process? I was involved. Okay. Um, you know, I was, you know, I. I would listen to it and approve yeah. everything. Okay. Um, and you were, were you, how, but I wasn't how did you feel about that anything. final version? I felt fine. Okay. It didn't feel like a compromise? Like, no, oh, no, you're not making at all. it commercial? No, no, it didn't. Okay. I was like, I was like, go, good luck. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> just, uh, you know, I, that's how I felt. I was like, go for it. Yeah. You know? That's something so fantastic and refreshing that I find about you in general is that it, that seems to be your attitude about your music. You're like, I write this music, but it can sound so many different ways and those ways are all can be all be valid i don't know your yeah. stance on that exactly because it's such a topic that most people feel very differently that you know this yeah. is this is how i hear it this is how it should be yeah. and you know right. you change it you, you appropriate it you sample it whatever well but- i'm a songwriter so i write the songs and what i write tends to be very simple um i there was a musician who said to me once um that people made too big a deal out of it this was before i even had a a record deal at all 
And he said, why make a big fuss over it? You can always hear it in its original form. Mm. So why not try it this way? Why not yeah. try it that way? So that's kind of my rule of thumb. So When was that? Oh, that was like that 1982, okay. 83. Because it's so become our world that I think to step back and say, wow, that's yeah. such a wonderful thing that we have because right. it gets... You know, it gets it can lost be remixed. and mixed up. And right. Right. A song like Tom's Diner can be remixed. It can be interpolated a million right. ways. I mean, can but, I um... read off a few? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People who have used that song because it's such Out a of funny the, what, 70 plus? I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's more than 100. <laughs> it's more than 100 by now, yeah. Tupac, did you know? Yes. Great. Drake, Destiny's Child, and then Fallout Boy and Britney recently. To name the top like stars. Of yeah. yeah. And then it sounds I mean, so perfect with right. all of them. <laughs> it's great. Do you see yourself as a songwriter more than a musician, per se? Like, is that why you say I'm a that? songwriter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I'm an untrained musician. Okay. I had tried to get training, I'd say, seven or eight times in my life. <laughs> you and don't play guitar. I play guitar, I yes, but I was never really trained. Uh, not really. I usually end up having to hire someone okay. to hire musicians, mm -hmm. you know, to okay. someone who takes what I do and then they notate it and they give it to other people. Uh -huh. um, I actually have musicians in my family, which I didn't learn until I was in my late 20s. Oh. Um, so then I found out that my father plays piano and that his mother was a drummer and his father was a trumpet player so mm -hmm. I was amazed to find out that I actually had all this music <laughs> in my family and none of them read music right um so uh so yeah I consider myself a song writer uh -huh. and uh do you write for other artists Mm, no, okay. but I write in other voices, yeah. right. and sometimes other people cover it's the songs. Right. Poet, troubadour, yeah. and I, I mean, that's. Yeah. I had wondered if this McCullers show was the first foray into acting, but it sounds like that's part of your background as well. Like you've always put on different theater. hats. I minored in theater in college and uh, majored in English literature, minored in theater, and danced at uh, LaGuardia High School. Um, that was my major there, was modern dance. Mm. So I've always been doing something or another, and I wasn't sure which thing would I would come through in. Right. Mm -hmm. And the the songwriting thing kind of happened early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the one that took yeah. first. Yes, so that was the yeah. winner. That was the winner. Yeah. So, so what did you say? What's the anniversary we're coming on to with the thirtieth? Thirtieth. Wow. So Tom's April Diner, first. Right? That's yeah. <laughs> yep. So no, I'm happy about it. I for me, time does not 
mean anything. You know, I uh, feel very much the same way as I did back then. I, yeah. I don't sit around going, oh, the time is passing. You know, to me, I, I don't really care. And I, I think of it as a reason to celebrate. And oh, we'll probably sure. do well, some, uh, some shows later this really? year celebrating 30th anniversary of Solitude Standing and the 25th anniversary of 99.9 right. Fahrenheit right. degrees. Wow. That's very cool. No, it's, it should undoubtedly be a reason to celebrate. It's just funny sometimes you can look back at that much, at, at any kind of big anniversary and feel either like that went by so fast or be like, yeah, I did a lot <laughs> in between those years, yeah. you know? I did a lot yeah. in between those years. Right. Yeah. Talk about a that's life how I of feel. a song. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, that, that song will have a life forever. And in fact, Which I mean, one? Tom, Tom Steiner, Steiner, sorry. I mean, the... I w I'm curious how you, as such a storyteller and a songwriter storyteller, feel about the cultural impact that will be your legacy on top of the music. You know, I, I mean, Tom's Diner led to you being, quote unquote, the mother of the MP3, which yes, is a crazy thing, which means kind of like, basically oh. Tom's <laughs> Diner, the, the acapella version was so warm and rich and able to um, analyze the... I'm not going to be able to explain the mechanics of it, but somehow it was the perfect um, music to create the format of, of what yeah. became it's the like MP3. The prototype it, was, it was the prototype. Yes, it was the prototype they, for they the MP3. They decided that uh, they had created what they called the MP3, and they heard my voice, and they said, oh, if this really works, we'll be able to run this song through the MP3, and it will recreate it perfectly. And if it doesn't recreate it perfectly, it will show up any flaws. And it was really flawed. Uh, I heard, I went there, I went to the Fraunhofer wow. Institute and heard wow. what it sounded like that first time they ran it through. What and it was, was like a monster. Wow. It sounded like The Exorcist. Um, well, the year Ish. that I heard it, yeah. uh, well, the year that they were doing this was the late 80s. Okay. So it was right after the album came out. I wonder what out. they okay. told you. Like, we're creating a They digital, didn't tell me anything. Yeah, like, what did I they read even about say it on the they internet. Were trying to do? No, no, I read about it on the, on oh, the internet. Oh, you didn't know at the time what you no, were no, like, I, listening to? The uh, prototype no. of a digital file. Here's how it happened. Yeah. In the late 1980s, um, Carl Heinz Brandenburg was one of the creators of the MP3, and he's the one who heard the song down the hallway and said, oh, let's um, see if this MP3 really works. They ran it through it, and it didn't work. Um, so they ran it through for months until it finally came out clean and clear. But no one told me this. And they also right. used other songs and other people's voices and stuff like that. Uh -huh. um, in the year 2000, I think it was, I was dropping my daughter off at nursery school. And a random parent came over to me and said, congratulations on being the mother of the MP3. Now, I knew what an MP3 was because mm -hmm. I knew they had created something that could possibly kill the music industry. Everyone was talking about right. it at that time. This was Napster era, I think. Right, right exactly. Yeah. So that sort of hit 90, 1999, mm -hmm. something ar around there. So I really didn't know what this man was talking about. And I, he said it's, in, it's called, I think, Business Week 2.0. He says, go home and, and look it up on, on the Internet, and you'll see That's it. So and crazy. I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea. That's how you found out. And that's how I found out. Wow. That's fascinating. So they, it wasn't like they asked my permission, but right. they just mentioned it in an article. And then at the closing sentence of that article was, um, so every MP3 that we hear, whether it's, I don't know, David Bowie or whoever, 
uh, is a product of Carl Heinz Brandenburg's ears and Suzanne Vega's voice, making her the mother of the MP3. So, if you so have they, any, that huh? term was coined. If you have any qualms about music streaming, you have only yourself to blame. I right? know. <laughs> I feel have such mixed feelings Do about you? it all. Well, you know, I, on the one hand, I'm, I'm pleased to be part of music history, and mm. I'm kind of flattered that they used my voice. Yeah. Um, and so that part of it has been kind of a kick, and, and it was interesting. You know, it's a very modern uh, thing to be part of. But on the other hand, uh, yeah, I mean, the music industry has really gone downhill since then. Right. Um, so I've been part of that big arc, you know, in the 80s, everything was so uh, overblown in a mm -hmm. sense, right. and we've just gone really downhill from there. So some, some people, I think, embrace the the destruction of that music industry. Now music is free, right. you can stream it, some people love that, you know. Yeah, well, it was just, gonna happen with have or to without adapt you, to so. A, yes, exactly, so. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you do have to adapt. How, how do you feel like you've adapted? Well, I don't get the royalties I once did, but then no, I don't think anybody does right. un unless you're Adele. Yeah. Um, and I, I have, you know, I love Adele, so, <laughs> you know. Um, but I've adapted by playing live. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's right. what I do, yeah, and that's that how lot. I started, and I would play live, and that's how I get uh, make my cash flow. Yeah. Um, so, and um, I'm, I'm, you know, that's I'm fine with that. I'm yeah. A, I love performing live. I'm curious how the royalty not not to get too specific about it, but how the royalties do work for just that, dun, 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 like how many notes you know entail. Yeah, it's like, legal. <laughs> there are legal yeah, like a number of seconds. There's right? le there's I think it's a number of seconds. I can't remember if it's seven or nine right, or okay. whatever, or if it's like because it's there's so a whole phrase. It is recognizable. Oh, the God, one the like one time that really that drove me thing. crazy was when the Black Eyed Peas used enough to be recognizable, but they Ooh. didn't use mm. the second half of the phrase, so they didn't have to pay me for it. Oh. And I remember thinking, that's really not fair. Yeah, <laughs> they milked the system. Yeah. They, yeah. they knew the system, right? right. so right. they got the da 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 and then they went da 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 so they didn't use the enough? second half of the phrase. I don't think it oh, is enough. Wow. I would have thought like even dun 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 da Well, yeah, like a, a lot of the <laughs> journalists were like, oh, it's the Tom's Diner uh, riff, and but. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah. so tricky. Well, next yeah. time, if I right. ever see Will, I am. I'll be yeah, like, tell him. I'll but be you like, got I into. I think you owe me. Yeah, a little bit. Take me out to dinner. Yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. Buy me a drink. Yeah. You dabbled a little bit with sampling yourself on the last album. The last album. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> Talk about meta. <laughs> it went yeah. fine. It was so funny. Um, I, I, uh, Jerry Leonard was the producer of the last album, and he's also my guitar player, and we spend quite a bit of time on the road. Now, Jerry had, was the um, uh, musical director for David Bowie, and we sort of have different musical tastes. So he's really into Arcade Fire and a lot of rock and roll. Uh -huh. And I really like hip-hop and there's like a lot of so we would switch sometimes I would make him listen to different things and I was I was playing him 50 cent uh oh, you really like candy shop yeah I was like playing him 50 cent candy shop and I'm like oh, you know it should really be kind of like this and and he's listening <laughs> and finally he goes why don't we just sample it and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. You know, it never would have occurred to me. Yeah. I don't listen to music to, to see what else. I can steal. 
<laughs> I've never done that. I've never like listened to music going, oh, let's steal this riff, let's yeah. steal that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he said it, I thought this would be perfect. So we approached him and he said he was a fan and he gave us a great price for awesome. it. Yeah, yeah, so it was very, very affordable. And um, uh, it wasn't quite 50 cents, but it was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. The name of that song is Don't Uncork What You Can't Contain. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm just reading a lot into that. In okay. terms of <laughs> do tell, yeah, do tell. Give us your interpretation. And I'm then. kind of making all of these connections as far as um, what got uncorked with Tom's Diner and the 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 chain of things that have come from it. And so I wonder if that was like a reference to you know opening That's some ge- yeah well opening opening any genie bottle yeah um it's and a reference to opening any genie bottle it, yeah. so yeah. it wasn't as an, a, a direct nod in any way to like sampling and you know because you well, it wasn't intended to be but i mean it you know sometimes that happens you write a song and it has more resonances than right. you expected yeah. can i rephrase the question sure. what would you say was your biggest uncorking in your yeah. artistically for you in your lifetime was there like a moment or a period of your life where like it really like clicked and opened up? I think it was Luca. Yeah. yeah. Um, that surprised me. Uh, the resonance that that song had around the world uh-huh. and the letters that I got from people talking about their own situations and the spotlight that it thrust me into mm-hmm. and uh, the number of sales of record CDs at that point, um, all of it kind of threw me kind of up into a really high profile yeah uh, did at you that feel moment prepared for it no no that not a really dark side for you to be thrown into that well spotlight? it was a, it was hard to celebrate that um on the one hand we were celebrating the success but on the other hand i felt a lot of responsibility yeah. towards the people who wrote to me and people wrote to me uh in a way expecting me it was as though i had a magic power you know mm-hmm. sometimes they would expect me to be able to fix the problem mm-hmm. for them uh and i took it very seriously i wrote to every person who wrote to me that uh-huh. year i wrote to them by hand and oh. if i had to give advice i sometimes would give advice most of the time like get professional help or don't stay in that situation or mm-hmm. you know um so that made it hard to to oh, to feel oh, wow. um uh, as though uh, it was a celebration. A celebration. Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. really. Um, Is that something? It was that a lot, a lot to deal with, and I still get letters. You know, it's a much smaller, yeah. smaller world for me these days. But I still. It's had a tail. Get, get yeah. Letters. yeah. Well, I was just going to say, does that still happen, but maybe in a digital form or things are just coming at you all the time? And I mean, no, no, it's not all the time. It's on Facebook or especially Facebook, which I spend a lot of time on Facebook and I respond a lot. Um, If someone approaches me sincerely, I will respond to them. Um, Do you get tweets about it and then you have to craft a very yeah, yeah, sometimes careful, I do. loving tweet back to somebody. <laughs> or I'll, usually it's private. You know, people don't always want right. to put that stuff DM. out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, so I respond to it. And, uh, mm-hmm. but that was sort of, I would say the biggest kind of like, wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, being associated with something as painful as child abuse, mm-hmm. um, has been a continuing, um, I don't want to say an issue, but it's been part of my life, part of my career. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's a very um, tangible example of the way that you can touch somebody with your art when you right. put out a piece like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, like sure. art in general can make people feel less lonely. Yeah. But that's very specific. Yeah, the yeah. stories that I received were amazing. I mean, uh, one girl wrote to me to say that 
because of the song, she shared it with her doctor, uh, and it was, therefore she was moved out of her home. Uh, she feels wow. the song saved her life yeah. because her father was was uh, yeah. so abusive that she was in the hospital. Right. Um, so that, uh, I mean, these are stories that yeah, are very... Yeah, that's real. That's important yeah, work. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's something that sort of come, came more from your imagination almost. You saw a kid and made a, a story, mostly, right? Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what you do, who find characters and... Yeah, it's a mixture things. of things... You know, of uh, there was a boy named Luca. He lived in my building. He was not an abused child. I've known other people who were, and so I put it together to make this thing. Yeah, um, I saw someone online went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out which actor passed away in Tom's Diner. Is that did you figure so it many out? Rabbit holes for that. Well, it's they, crazy. Have you spoken about this? I, because I, I didn't actually like search for well there's time's diner really day in- okay oh my gosh. which is november 18th because a group of people did figure out which actor and figured out which day he died was and it which william day holden? It, it was was it william holden yes okay okay, okay. it's so crazy that they people were like thought, and i think it's it william literally holden. and tried to yeah, yeah like, you wrote and now everybody makes fun of me because they were like you didn't know who william holden was and i'm like sorry I wrote a, well <laughs> <laughs> i mean can't win. My song. cannot <laughs> win <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Oh man. Um, oh well, I do now. <laughs> you can't know them all. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the Carlisle. Yeah. Yeah. It's your first time playing there, right? It is my first time playing there. Oh. Yes. I've seen shows there before, right, right, so right. I'm really, really psyched. You've never been up on that tiny stage. Up on that tiny stage, and I'll be sharing it with other musicians, so we'll all be like... Mm-hmm. So it's very intimate. intimate. Yes. Yeah. So you're playing songs from the last album and some other... We're playing the songs that people probably know okay. from a lot of different points in my career. Oh, great. From first album, you know, songs like Left of Center, uh-huh. uh, of course, Luca and Tom's Diner. Um, but we're playing a, a batch of the new songs from uh, from Lover Beloved. Great. Uh, yeah, with an eye towards telling everybody about the play uh-huh. next year. I'm hoping to have a run in New York after the um, opening in uh, Houston, Texas. I'm hoping that oh, the great. second stop will be New York City. Wow. Perfect. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're at the Cafe Carlisle until March, through March 25th. Yeah. And um, hopefully we'll yeah. only have one blizzard between right. <laughs> <and> then, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, fingers crossed. Uh, okay, Suzanne Vega, thank you so much. This thank was you. Amazing. This was really And fun. you're going to perform something for us today, yeah. right? Oh, yes. Um, why don't I do Tom's Diner? Because it's... Okay. So- it's still We've good, I think. It. Okay, <laughs> still great, still class. And you're doing it a cappella, is that correct? Uh, I'm doing it a cappella oh today. God. There's no remix. Yeah. Uh, no remix equipment. Uh, no on guitar. Me. No Front guitar. row seat. I it's never ready. did it on guitar anyway. And okay, okay. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, when I do it live, very often I will do it remixed. But this time you're getting it as it was actually written. Amazing. Straight up. All right. Cool. Thank you. I am. Sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee And he fills it only halfway And before I even argue He is looking out the window at somebody coming in It is always nice to see you Says the man behind the counter To the woman who has come in She is shaking her umbrella And I look the other way As they are kissing their hellos And I'm pretending not to see them And instead I pour the milk 
I open up the paper, there's a story of an actor who had died while he was drinking. It was no one I had heard of. And I'm turning to the horoscope and looking for the funnies when I'm feeling someone watching me. And so I raise my head. There's a woman on the outside looking inside. Does she see me? No, she does not really see me because she sees her own reflection. And I'm trying not to notice that. She's itching up her skirt, and while she's straightening her stockings, her hair has gotten wet. Oh, this rain, it will continue through the morning as I'm listening to the bells of the cathedral. I am thinking of your voice. And of the midnight picnic once upon a time before the rain began. And I finish up my coffee and it's time to catch the train. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.